We have come together to turn to you, as your people have gathered before, with Christians all over the centuries and across the world, with all your people of all places and times, we have come. Especially on this day, we celebrate the service of Sally and Andrew here in this pastorate and ask for your blessing on their new venture with you. We bring with us everything we are, all our gifts and talents, all that we do for well and for good. We bring our weaknesses and our sorrow and every way in which we fail. We come in hope and expectation that you will find you here in the company of your people as the scriptures are read and interpreted and as the music and the words touch our spirits. We pray that we learn to follow Jesus, your son. We may be saved from all that harms us, that we may become the people you made us to be, and that we may have find the strength to do good in the world, so that your will may be done. Amen. And let us say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Well, good afternoon. Uh, my name's Jackie. I'm the moderator of Mercy Synod of the United Reformed Church, and I'm not going to try and explain that at the moment, but just to say that I work with churches and with ministers across the Synod. And don't be alarmed by the fact that I've got bits of paper here. That is to restrict my timing, because I only know how long I'm going to be if I write it down in advance. A short reading from Ephesians. To each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Thanks be to God. Well, the plural of disciple is church. Jesus said to his disciples, follow me, and they followed him together. When Jesus taught his disciples, he taught them together. Often 12, sometimes just Peter, James, and John. And then the next moment, huge crowds. And even when Jesus sent his disciples out ahead of him, he sent them in pairs. And that's not surprising. Because if we're to learn our trade as disciples, then we have to learn. And we're all still learning, however long we've called ourselves Christians. And if we're to learn and grow, 
as disciples, we need only two things. We need support and we need to be accountable. And that goes for every single one of us. And ultimately, of course, Jesus is the one who supports us. The Holy Spirit empowers us and our accountability is to God alone. But the vast majority of us need that day-to-day support from our fellow disciples. And we grow best if we ask them to help us to hold us to account as well. And I know that sometimes we'd rather be self-sufficient and that the world really expects us to be self-sufficient. Today's world is a very individualistic place. And too often, a secular way can be summed up as each to their own. But that's not the way of Christ. In Christ, every individual and every small group of disciples matters. And so everyone has their place, their own calling and their own gifts, including each one of us here today. And together, we're called to be the body of Christ. Not the calling of one disciple, but the calling of all disciples together to be the body of Christ. And that's why disciples have always gathered as the church to follow Jesus and to worship him. And it's, it's great to see such a variety of disciples gathered here today. It's good to sing together to pray together, to explore God's word together, to praise God together. And it's good today to celebrate, to celebrate what Sally and Andrew have given to your communities over the last 10 years. And it's good to send them on their next stage of their own journeys as disciples. And we do so with confidence and rejoicing because you are answering God's call. But in doing that, they're moving on to a different part of the body, to West Thamesmead. They're still going to be part of the United Reformed Church, and the United Reformed Church will be looking for somebody else to move to this place. And of course, with our celebration, there's personal sadness, because we will miss you. And I'm sure that goes for everybody here. And we thank you for your ministry in the Synod, especially here at Thomas Risley and Lynn. But most of you won't know the contributions that Andrew and Sally have made across Merseyside and further afield. And we thank you for all of that. But God has new things. God has new things for Sally and Andrew, and God has new things for us too in Mersey, for Thomas Risley and Lynn. And I don't know what they are yet, but we'll find out together what they are. And we know there's new things precisely because we are part of Christ's body. Yes, a tiny part. The whole church is every disciple across the world. The United Reformed Church is only a very small part of that. Mersey Synod is the smallest synod geographically, of the 13 synods of the United Reformed Church. And the Warrington area, 
I don't know whether I dare say the Warrington area. I don't know whether you acknowledge that. Um, but anyway, this area is only a small part of the Synod. But it's our part. It's where God has called each of us to serve him. And although we are a very small part of the body of Christ, we are valued and needed. And if you want to know more about that, I, you, what you probably haven't, well, most of you don't know me, but I will tell you one thing. When, when I come and speak to churches, I tend to give out homework, okay? So, apart from reading the whole of Ephesians 4, because I cut it down very much, not because it isn't all valuable, but because I'm watching the time, you also need to look at 1 Corinthians 12, to remind yourselves that every part of the body of Christ is vital. And that goes for each of you and for each of your fellowships at Thomas Risley and Lim, and so on. And also, look at the beginning of the book of Joshua to remind yourselves that God will never fail us or forsake us when we move into new territory. And yes, we know, obviously, that Andrew and Sally are moving into new territory, and not just physically, but in, in the roles they'll be playing. But so are you, because you're moving into the territory of not having Andrew and Sally as part of your leadership teams. So we're all moving into new territory, and it can be scary. So like Joshua, we've got to be strong and courageous, remembering that it's part of God's purpose to build up the body of Christ in each place and to equip the saints, and that, by the way, is us, okay, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And that's where you need to look at Ephesians 4. And, of course, it's for that role, for equipping the saints, for building up the body of Christ in this particular part of God's kingdom, that we'll be looking towards a new ordained minister. And you have been very blessed in having, I don't know, two complementary ministers, okay, um, in, in this area. So, but we will be looking for new ordained ministry with you. And I'll tell you just a very small bit about how the United Reformed Church calls ministers to serve the churches. So first of all, when we haven't got direct ordained ministry in a church, we say the church is in vacancy. And when a church is in vacancy, the Synod's pastoral committee will look for what we call an interim moderator. In consultation with the churches, so we're not going to impose somebody, and we're looking right now for an interim moderator for Thomas Risley and one for Lim. And those will be people who will help to guide you through the process of looking for new ministry. And unfortunately, we've got a number of churches in vacancy at the moment, and so it's not easy to find the right interim moderators. And so I can't give you any names today, but we are on the case. And you can, at any time, but particularly at a time of vacancy, you can get help through the Synod office um, and through your local pastoral officers. Now, you may not know that, I think, Actually, you will know one of them, a lot of you, because one of them is Kate Garside, Garside, 
and I think a number of you will know her. Um, and, I mean, the Synod has also got the same folk available as they do all the time. So we've got a treasurer, we've got a property officer, we've got a children and youth officer, and a training officer who are all available to support different aspects of your ministry here. And they're just as available, in fact, probably more available, when you're in vacancy as when you've got a minister. It just means that somebody else has to pick up the phone and get in contact. Once we get our interim moderators in place, then the Synod Pastoral Committee will work with the churches in and around the Warrington area, looking for the way forward for ordained ministry. And the churches will need to update their profiles, which is like a a CV, if you like, for a church. So when we're trying to match ministers and churches, the churches have a CV and the ministers have a CV. And once we've worked out a post for an individual, an individual minister, then we have to put it down on one side of A4, what we're looking for. And that's not easy, okay? But it means that that one side of A4 will go on the web so that every minister in the United Reformed Church can see it. And that's where Andrew and Sally first saw the information about the post they're going to in West Thamesmead. So it means right across the the country, and when I say the country, I shouldn't say the country actually, because it's the United Kingdom. It involves Scotland and Wales as well. All the ministers in the United Reformed Church will be able to see what the folk in the Warrington area are looking for. And then every month, the moderators get together of the 13 synods, and we look at the the ministers who are looking to move, and we look at the churches who are looking for a minister, and we try and match them together. And each post, so when you've got a summary, what you will do is you'll get a group of folk together called the vacancy group. And their role will be to look at any CVs from ministers that come and to talk to them and to see if if it feels like they might be the right person. And when the vacancy group have got somebody who feels like the right person, they will come and they will meet everybody. So you'll all get a chance to meet a prospective minister, to talk to them, to listen to them preach, before together you make a decision as to whether you feel that particular person is being called to this place. And they similarly will spend time talking to you and looking around the area and seeing whether they feel that this is the place that God's calling them to at this point in their journey. And when you both feel that that's right, then we'll call them here and, and they'll, be, they'll be inducted here. That was a very quick summary, and we obviously will go into it in more detail with anybody who's interested and wants to know more. And we'll work with the elders and with the church meetings. Very quick summary. It's not as quick, the actual process, but the whole point is that, that the idea is to try and make sure that as Andrew and Sally are going to the right place now, that God wants them to be for the next part of their journeys, that we have somebody here who is the right person to be with you for the next part of your journeys. So keep that in your prayers, and God's will be done. Amen.
We now offer our prayers for the pastorate and the new, the new minister. Firstly, we praise God and thank him for his blessings and goodness in all he has bestowed upon our churches and for his guidance through the Holy Spirit. We remember that our walk with Christ is all about him working in and through us. So our faith and love flourishes. We pray for discernment in seeking God's leading and direction for the church elders and all those involved in the pastorate over the next few months so that they seek his ways and prioritize what is important and precious and what is not. We pray that your churches will receive God's direction and vision that the congregations are nourished by the substance of his word and the various needs of the two congregations are met and sustained. We pray that your churches continue to be communities of grace and forgiveness, that they have atmospheres of encouragement by being grateful for Christ's work that enables the congregations to be inspired to give genuine hospitality to all who come through your doors. We pray for all those involved in searching for and appointing our new minister, including synod, moderator, the elders, members and congregations of both churches, that they will seek God's blessing and be guided by the Holy Spirit throughout the process. We also pray for patience. The search process can go on a long time. It is hard work for those involved, and we pray for trust in the leadership of the churches over this period. We recognize that much of the process is subjective. Personal opinions and preferences are involved. Differences can divide. We ask that all those involved would heed Paul's advice for unity and having the humble attitude of Jesus Christ. We pray for wisdom to choose the right minister for our two churches and that this wisdom is firmly anchored in the word of God. We pray that our new minister will build on the strong spiritual and pastoral legacy of Sally and Andrew's ministry over the past 13 years, whilst bringing his or her own unique qualities to lead ministry of the two churches into the future. We offer all these prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Let's continue to pray. <clears throat> this is a short prayer for our church, which is us. Almighty God, enable this church to do your will. Make it vulnerable that it may speak with calm humility. Make it outward looking that it may care deeply. Make it a community of peacemakers and bridge builders. In the midst of turbulence and change, let the church make space to enable us to hear your voice. Fill this church with a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit. Renew our faith, refresh us and equip us to grow your church in our community. And as we move forward, when the time is right, send your chosen servant to lead us in a new adventure. Walk with us, Lord. Let us continue to know and respond to your presence in our lives. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
two pages, but it's big type, so don't worry. So, yes, we're very sad that Sally and Andrew are leaving, but we really appreciate all they've done for us. They have both given freely of their time and energy, giving far more than their statutory 25 and 75%. There have been difficulties and sadness, as well as joy and celebration along the way. This is the way of all families. But their enthusiasm and drive has been inspiring, coupled with a sense of fun. So thank you for all that you've done. We will truly miss you. But this, of course, is a sending service to send them out to mission down to West Thamesmead. And it's a bold move that they're about to take. Moving to a new area is always tricky. Settling into a new house, or two. But to actually have to build your own church as well, well, that's expecting a lot. But I'm sure they're up to the challenge. So we are looking for some words of wisdom to send them on their way. Well, of course, the best place to look for words of wisdom is in the Bible, as it is our guide for life. So why would you look anywhere else? And, of course, one of the best books in the Bible for wisdom is Proverbs. Now, I have to confess that when I was a teenager, I used to enjoy looking through Proverbs. Not really because I was looking for wisdom. It's because some of the verses, well, they're a bit funny. It's probably a bit childish, I know. But how can you resist when there are verses like Proverbs 21.9, which says, It's better to live on the roof than share the house with a nagging wife. <laughs> or perhaps we should say nagging husband. Or Proverbs 11.22, which says, Beauty in a woman without good judgment is like a gold ring through a pig's snout. But as I've grown older, I find there is so much wisdom in Proverbs that it shouldn't be ignored. There are a couple of verses I'd like to think about for a few moments. The first one is Proverbs 16, verse 3. It says, Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. Now this is something that Sally and Andrew have demonstrated to us throughout their ministry here. Prayerfully considering decisions and plans has been encouraged from day one. Sally reminded us only the other day at the AGM in Lim um, that we started out with prayer afternoons to discern what areas their ministries should focus on. The visions we had at this time have come to reality and we still, uh, we're still working on them. But we must remember to consider everything we do carefully and prayerfully. This is not easy when we have busy lives and maybe we are capable people. And so we are easily flattered into believing that we are capable of succeeding on our own. We must remember we owe it all to God. We are nothing without him. So this is something which is true for all of us. The second passage echoes the first, and I think the message version puts it very clearly and powerfully. It's Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 12. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who'll keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Honour God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. Your barns will burst. Your wine vats will bring o brim over. 
But don't, dear friend, resent God's discipline. Don't sulk under his loving correction. It's the child he loves that God corrects. A father's delight is behind all this. I think the advice in this passage is obvious to Sally and Andrew as they step into this new adventure. Trust God throughout it all. When things are going well, when things seem tough, when people seem to be working against you, throughout the successes, keep God central. He has promised to make plans succeed if you commit and trust in him. But this is also true for us, left behind in this pastorate. The road ahead may look a bit rocky without ministers to guide us, but we must trust everything to God and our plans for the future here will prosper. So, sorry, to Sally and Andrew, as you step out on this new adventure with God, we pray that he will continue to bless you and watch over you as you commit your work to him. Amen. Before I start, I've been asked to read this card that came from Sally and Andrew. To all at the Thomas Risley Church, as we leave as ministers after 13 years, we would like to say thank you for your kind thoughts and generous gifts. May God bless you in this new phase of the church. So we say God bless you all, Andrew and Sally. So, as I was preparing for today, I... uh, I made some notes and I printed them out carefully and I grabbed them on my way to church this afternoon and uh, everything else was printed fine but the notes I made to speak from this afternoon are completely illegible. So whoever's been praying, thank you. (laughs) I will keep it short. So it's been 13 years, um, and Sally and Andrew were, were well established here when I and my family started to come um, shortly after Eloise was born, about nine years ago. And both have been a major influence in my life over that time um, and, and on my journey of faith. When I started coming to this church, I would have described myself, if anybody asked, as atheist. It may have been slightly towards somewhere between atheist and agnostic, but certainly no better than agnostic. And it was coming here and seeing the gospel taught, certainly, but lived out as well. And and that's what, what drew me to my relationship. And I began to see and to wonder... For me, what might that relationship look like? What might it be like for me to have a relationship with God through Jesus? And I think back to the first discussion I had with Andrew, actually just before Eloise's blessing, and I I told him very sternly, I think at the time, that uh, religion was a very personal thing. It wasn't for sharing or talking about. And he didn't correct me, and he didn't react with horror, And there's probably dozens of worse things that I've said and done over the time, or in my case, more likely not done, that I should have done. But from Sally and Andrew and from everybody here, I've always found grace 
and love and acceptance and welcome. The first time I was asked to lead a service, somebody said to me, are you nervous? And I, and I said, no, because I knew that, that everybody here, the whole church, was ready to pick me up if I fell down. It wasn't a case of, of needing to be nervous. And that's, you know, that's something that Andrew and Sally have, have really brought, I think, to this church. When they first told us as elders that they were thinking that they were being called away to a new ministry, I was worried. I thought, well, we might struggle. It might be hard. What will we do without them? You know, I've met a number of ministers that, that very successfully kept me away from church for a very long time. <laughs> but as we prayed together as elders and we prayed together as a church... I realize that we don't need to worry. There is no need for fear or concern. We will miss Andrew and we will miss Sally very much. We'll miss them personally as friends. But we can still keep in touch. The world is very small these days. We have text messages, we have emails, we have Skype, we have telephones. Facebook, and you never know, in West Thamesmead, they may even have a postal service. (laughs) We'll miss their preaching. We've been so lucky. We've had two ministers who preach to us so passionately, so differently, yet they complement each other extremely well. We'll miss them in other ways. We'll miss the care that they've shown to all of us, individually and as a group. We'll miss their leadership. We'll miss their wisdom. But when I look through this room and I look at our church on a Sunday and on a Thursday and and any other day of the week, I see all of those gifts and qualities. It's almost like... It's almost like they've been, we, they're, they're parents to us in some ways and they've, they've taught us and now it's time to let us go. You know, and that's obviously something that's continued from previous ministers and you know, they've taught us in their way and let us go. And, and soon, hopefully, we will have another minister who will teach us again and, and maybe again let us go. So when I spend time in prayer... I know that God is with us. I know that he's provided us with the people and the skills and the gifts that we need to be successful. And that he's given us that time with Andrew and Sally to instill all of those things that he needed them to teach us in us. I know in time we will get the minister that we need to help us continue our journey. But in the meantime, that journey doesn't stop We'll continue it together with those gifts. West Thamesmead are very lucky to get Sally and Andrew. God must really love that community. And I I just want to finish. I've been praying and and trying to come up with a a short Bible reading. And there's so many that that are appropriate. And, And I've been all over the place through the Old Testament, the New Testament from Genesis to Revelation. And, and, and in the end, I, I came up with 
Luke chapter 4. And, and it's Jesus' mission statement. It's when, and it's actually Jesus preaching from Isaiah. And he says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I think that's, that's apt for Andrew and Sally. They are clearly anointed. Anointed to teach, anointed to heal, anointed to preach, anointed to share God's word. And I think that's where I need to stop and say thank you. Thank you to the two secretaries and uh, it's perhaps interesting to note that when we came 13 years ago, Beverly was, was there, weren't you, as, as secretary? And that's good that there's that uh, people who were established in the church have continued. And Steve wasn't, and, uh, and that's also good to note that it's, it's important to welcome others. I'd just like to say thank you for, well, kind gifts and, uh, and uh, letters and statements, just thanking us and just before the service Wayne Beverly's husband gave us each a a holding cross that he'd made carved out of the pews at Lim that if you don't know have been taken out and they're, they're wonderful but he did say I wanted to give you them before the service because apparently they've got a, an oil on them that as more people touch them, it, it just makes them shine better and look better. And, and just as a sim, symbolism, he said it would be really nice if everybody in the congregation held them for a time and then passed them on. So I'm going to do that. It's going to be a little bit chaotic, but what's new? That, uh, <laughs> I've given Martin's family the one with the little fox on it. It's um, because it's the symbol of Leicester that Wayne has uh, (laughs) done, just to um, uh, show the difference. So, if everybody could just hold it and uh, and uh, and pass it on. And thank you for the privilege of being your ministers over these past time, forgiving us when we've got things wrong and supporting us and encouraging us, responding. Thank you. I just, just to add to the chaos, I just wondered at the end of the service, would it be possible to have a photograph, do you think? I don't know quite how we'd do it, but uh, just a, a request. It'd be really good to remember as, as we go. As you know, we've been packing up, and uh, Brian helped to get stuff down from the loft yesterday, and uh, I discovered a couple of things. 
from uh, when we first came here. The first is pictures of people from uh, Lim. Oh, yes. Yes. And, um, uh, oh, there's John and Nancy there. You've not changed a bit in the last 13 years. And it was a lovely idea just to, so that we'd know who people were at Lim. Thank you for that. I also found this. Welcome to Andrew and Sally from the Junior Church at Thomas Risley. Now, it includes some people who are here. <laughs> Let's find one, shall we? Here's one. Uh, welcome to Thomas Risley Church. I hope you enjoy your time with us. From Rachel Watts here. And interesting that recognise that your time with us, that it, it would... Um, uh, come to uh, an end at one time. Let's, um, um, Joshua Gemmel. He just said, welcome. <laughs> A man of few words. Andrew Watts. You don't mind me embarrassing you all, do you? Andrew over there said, welcome to our church. Guess who I am? <laughs> um, uh, Joe Morgan's not here, but I've now baptised two of his children, which just shows how time goes on. Um, uh, Rachel King, you're here somewhere, but I can't just find... Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Um... Rachel, Rachel King, I've found it. She said, welcome to our church, Andrew, Sally, James and Emily. Hope you enjoy being here. And we have, we've loved it. Jackie, moderator, these are wonderful churches. Make sure you find the right <laughs> minister soon. They, uh, they deserve that. Um, most of what I've got to say has already been said, but I would just like a Bible reading read. Rachel's going to do that. How's the cross doing, by the way? Is that still going round? Yes, is it working over this side? Yeah. Rachel. Yes, given that Andrew's just embarrassed me slightly, I'm now going to embarrass him slightly as well. Um, for those of you that weren't there at the time, I was actually one of the readers at Andrew and Sally's induction 13 years ago. And at the time, it was a great privilege to be asked to um, do the reading, and it's a great privilege to be asked to read at your last service as well, so thank you for that. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. 
Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Thank you. And uh, that's really just uh, the parting message about waiting for the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit guide. That's our plan for when we go down to West Thamesmead. We've got no other plan. We've got no idea how we're going to plant a church and uh, what we're going to do apart from to pray. That, because we believe that it's God's call in our life. We were happy here and somebody said you're going to be a granddad soon why don't you just settle down and enjoy being a granddad and um, you're in a place that's good and that's a temptation but we know God has called us to this new venture and one of the significant things was when we felt called away from this pastorate and if we were to stay it would stop the churches developing as they should because God is calling someone else to be minister here. But it'd be hard to leave. It's, it's hard now. It hasn't sunk in. You know, I still think... I had the panic on Thursday that I hadn't chosen the hymns for Sunday and then suddenly realised I wouldn't be here. And um, so it hasn't sunk in yet, but... God bless you all. And we were allowed to choose two hymns. So we have done. The, uh, the first one is, Did you feel the mountains tremble? Martin, I'm embarrassing people now, Martin, I remember Martin singing this when we first arrived. And I remember, because part of the line, if you don't know it, is, uh, about the, the doors open wide and, um, and I remember somebody going up to the doors and just opening them wide and let the music flow and it's been, uh, from that time on, it's been good to sing this song but also just know something of the worship and the joy and, the, and the, how the Holy Spirit has worked and it talks about old and young coming together and uh, I think we've experienced some of that, and I pray that will continue. But before we sing that, we're going to sing another hymn. It's uh, all about Shekinah, and uh, and that's a Jewish word, which is when you can almost touch the presence of God. And Sally will say why she wanted to choose, choose that, and I'm sure she'll say something more as well. You try stopping her, even though she's got a cold. <laughs> he said I could have the last word. He didn't tell me what it would have to be. Anyway, I... I no, um, your time's up. T- <laughs> <laughs> so, as I say, I have the last word, and there's nothing new in that, is there, really? I thought, actually, I'd borrow some words from a favourite all-time hero of mine, and I don't actually, on this particular occasion mean Brian Hardin of Daily Audio Bible fan um, of fame but um, anyway but but it's the words actually of somebody that Brian read earlier on this week the words of Moses now Moses was leaving his people 
And they are on their way to the promised land to tread the verge of Jordan and all of that. And I guess Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, which is the words I'm going to read in a moment, is of limited relevance to us today because Andrew and I are no Moses. But also, we're not 120 years old, which, I mean, clearly we perhaps look and feel like that sometimes. But Moses was, again, also just about to die. Um, It was, after all, his famous last words. And hopefully I've just got a cold today, even though sympathy is good. But there are similarities between the situation of Moses and his people and us. Because they were both going to a new season And for them, there was going to be good stuff and there was going to be bad stuff. And for you, there will be good stuff and there will be not such good stuff. And also for us. For us, there is a good stuff, which is the excitement of just something new and something different. But the bad stuff is that we're going to miss you all, especially, and here am I going to embarrass particular people in the congregation, Emily and Cameron, I do have to say. I mean, you know, what mother would leave her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend? That's just, just awful. But God calls us, and it, it isn't a massive world. We will get together, won't we, again? But uh, So what were these very wise words of Moses at that changing point? You mentioned them earlier, didn't you? And we hadn't planned that, Jackie. Be strong and courageous, Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you and he will never leave or forsake you. That's true for us and that's true for you. The Shekinah thing, the reason I've chosen it because I absolutely love it, but also because it's one of those songs that you sing and you really feel that the Shekinah, because that's the word which it means, presence of God actually in the place. And it's just an opening and welcoming God being into this place. So let us worship God. So now we're just going to play, pray a blessing on Andrew and Sally. We're going to say something, and then um, we've got a prayer that Rona has written um, that we're all going to say together as a blessing. So we'll just start off this time of prayer. Heavenly Father, we offer you so much thanks for the privilege of having Andrew and Sally as our leaders, as our ministers. Lord, we ask you in their new role, in their new venture, that you bless them and guide them. And in the times of laughter, joy, Laughter, Lord. We ask that they really feel your presence and your joy. And in the times of difficulty, Lord, we just pray that even though they might be surrounded by sadness, that they really feel your presence and your strength supporting them. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Father, we just thank you again for Sally and Andrew. Thank you so much for all they've done for us. 
and thank you for the way that you've led them to this point. Father, we pray that in the next few weeks that they may know a time of refreshing and reinvigorating after the busyness of the last few weeks. May they know your presence in abundance, that the springs of the Holy Spirit would touch their lives as they get ready to give out again to others. Father, as they go on to this next adventure, we pray for your discernment and guidance in all they do. May they know your voice above all others and act on what they hear. Father, I pray that you give them expectant hearts, that they will, that they will hear you speaking to them about what you have for them. that you will lead them to new people and new places and that expectation will come as come to pass, Lord, as they um, meet these new people and that you would give them holy surprises as they continue to expect you to do the impossible for you're a God of the impossible. And Father, I pray for that success in this venture as they step out into your will. We pray before too long that they will have a group of envisaged people at their sides willing to support them and grow that new church that you set them out for. We pray that when they encounter difficulties or opposition, that they will see it as a chance to grow in you, leaning on you for all they need this time. And finally, Father, we pray that you will continue, they will continue to acknowledge you in all that they do. And that in turn, you will bless everything they turn their hand to and give them everywhere they set their feet. And we give you all the praise and all the glory as you answer our prayers. In Jesus' amazing name. I have no prepared words. All that the Lord blesses you and keeps you fully. All that He clothes you in shining white clothes and protects you wherever you walk, whatever room you go in, whatever street you walk down. And that He shows you the place where you are to build. His church. And that he blesses you. And that you you prosper there. And we pray, Lord, for the souls, the souls that are going to be saved. In anticipation, Lord. In your name. So we invite you now to put your hands up and we're going to say a prayer together. 
over Andrew and Sally. So let's say together, Lord God, we thank you for your gift of Andrew and Sally to us. Come with your peace and breathe new life into them, enabling each to step out in the power of the Holy Spirit, taking your love and peace into West Thames Mead, building a new family of God's people. We ask for abundant blessings on each of them as they serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. I just had the sense as we were praying to pray for, for you. But I wonder if we could show that again, please. What I'd like us to do is to read this out, but insert your names in here. So, Lord God, we thank you for your gift of, and say your name. You are a gift from God. And, uh, and then, I don't know quite if it'll scan and uh, if it'll work, but I just felt that we're being sent out because we've been called out. You have been called to wherever you are here now. And so just insert those. So can we read that through again, please? Lord God, we thank you for your gift of... Okay. We'll start again. So you meant to say your name, okay. Lord God, we thank you for your gift of... Come with your peace and breathe new life into them, enabling each to step out in the power of the Spirit. Amen. Thank you. Ken just wanted to say a few words. Yes. We invited Ken to say a few words a little earlier on in the service, and then we bumped him up. So I do apologise, Ken, but uh, hopefully that's okay. Yeah. First of all, Sally and Andrew, um, thank you for this opportunity of wishing you well on your new venture. Other people have no doubt paid tribute to the uh, work of Andrew. Um, I've not spent a lot of time uh, with Andrew. Um, we had one morning of prayer uh, over at our church at Cherry Lane, and I've, I've still got the prayer cards that you left us. I still use them, Andrew, thank you. And I spent another time visiting him in, in hospital, and... Um, he was in the um, intensive care unit. And, you know, I went to visit somebody who was ill. And he was more concerned about what was going on here at Birchwood, making plans, even though um, he was so ill. So all I can say is I'm conscious of I'm having a friend who's a man of God. 
And I thank you for that friendship, Andrew. Sally came to us, and I'm speaking now from the wider church of Lim. Um, from her early days at Lim, she impressed me with her enthusiasm for the Lord's work. It's an enthusiasm that's catching. Um, in the early days, in the minister's fraternal, before she'd got into her stride, um, it was fairly quiet. And then we had... And then we had two other ladies that joined us. We had another Sally and a Susanna. And um, it was like a breath of fresh air livening the fraternal up. And as a result of their work, we had um, a messy church that's still going. We have um, a community work operated through the Baptist church that, that we in the Independent Methodist Church, you're benefited by, and also the Sanctuary Cafe. Now, for those of you who know anything about our Sanctuary Cafe at Lim, it's a lovely place to go to for a, not so much a quiet time, but you can have a lovely cup of coffee or whatever else you want there. But that was a dream and a vision of one lady, and she hung on to that vision for quite a number of years. And then Sally came along and suddenly the vision became a reality. And that vision and that reality is with us. And we'll always be grateful to you, Sally, for the work that you put in to the Sanctuary Cafe. Um, the Minister's Fraternal will be a lot quieter. <laughs> there were times when I used to sit in the Fraternal and wondered when us men, mere men, might get a word in. <laughs> I understand now why Andrew is so quiet. <laughs> but it really has been a privilege, uh, Sally, to share fellowship with you and to share in ministry. I notice you've been here 13 years, um, and I don't know how long it was before you managed to move the pews at the Lim URC. But I can sympathise with you. It took me 20 years to move the pews out of Cherry Lane. So, um, but it really has been a tremendous time. I must thank you for it. Yesterday I went to um, see the Lewis Carroll um, church, uh, or the church where they have the Lewis Lewis Carroll pictures. Took my great-granddaughter up there. But while I was there, I took the opportunity of looking in the, in the graveyard. An unusual place to look, but there's a, there is a grave there. And on it it says, Horace Banner, a pioneer missionary to the Indians of Brazil for 45 years. And I remember Horace Banner and the, and the enthusiasm that he had for the Lord's work and the encouragement that he gave to us younger men at that time. And I remember him going back to Brazil, having finished a furlough, and his little boy said to him, 
Dad, why are we going to Brazil? And he said, it's part of God's plan for the world. Just imagine that. Part of God's plan for the world. And you know, it's part of God's plan for the world that Sally and Andrew move on and pioneer a new church. And we pray that God will bless you as you do that work. We know that he'll he'll be with you because he promised. In Matthew he says, all power is given to me. Therefore, go to all nations. You know, it's a clear command from the Lord Jesus Christ, go to all the world. But then there's a lovely promise And he says, a constant companion, I will be with you always. And we just pray that the Lord will keep that promise to you as you step out in faith once again. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Thank you. And joining in our wonderful sending service. We're going to say a blessing now, and we're going to all join in together. It's going to be on the screen. But before we do, I want to tell you that after the service, we want to try and get together for a big photo. We wondered about here, um, just standing at the front here. Is that okay with you? Yeah, you know where you want it. (laughs) Right? Uh, So at the front here, so before you go for a coffee... And, and, uh, and a chat and that. Come to the front and we'll have a nice picture. Oh, there you go. Play it cool and just hang around. <laughs> Wait. Okay, so let's say a blessing now. Together. Go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast that which is good. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honour everyone. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be among us. And remain with us always. Amen. Thank you. Andrew and Sally, everybody.